0: Snack production. Hello, I'm David Kosh and welcome to Koshy's Guide to Starting Your Own Business. I'm here to guide you through the process of starting your own business and set you on a path to success. In this episode, I'm going to talk about choosing the right business structure. For many small business owners, the decision about which business structure to choose can be pretty confusing but it is really important to get it right at the very start. The biggest trap a small business owner can make is starting with the wrong structure and then going through all the legal and accounting expense of changing down the track when you're up and going. So I'm going to talk you through the four common business structures and some essential things to consider when making the choice. Depending on your circumstances, there are pros and cons with all these structures. It's important to take all the factors into account early because the structure you choose will have a long-term impact on your business. It'll affect things like taxation, asset protection, and how your business is perceived. Now, before I go on, it's important to note that all business owners must seek professional advice relating to to their particular business prior to setting up. Once your business structure is chosen, it can be a headache to undo. So get good advice from an accountant or lawyer on what is best for you. But here, I'll give you some guidance and thought starters to get you thinking. So let's start with being a sole trader. I'm sure you've heard this term before, But what does being a sole trader mean? Many businesses begin as sole traders because it's the simplest and most cost-effective structure available. To become a sole trader, all you need to do is apply for an ABN, Australian Business Number, perhaps a trading name, and then you're really ready to start your own business. And when it comes to tax time, any profits are included on your individual income tax return and taxed at your marginal tax rates. It's super easy, but this structure offers the least defense of protecting your personal assets. So basically, it's not really a separate structure. It's sort of an extension of you and your tax and financial affairs. Next up, is a partnership structure. Again, this is a very simple structure involving two or more individual partners in which any business profits are distributed between the partners in accordance with the partnership agreement. While everything may be amicable and optimistic between the partners when starting the business, a written partnership agreement is essential, particularly in the event if it all turns sour. It's a sort of business prenup, if you like. A key point to note is that all partners are both jointly and individually responsible for all partnership debts, even if you don't personally incur or cause the debt. So you really need to trust your partner, because if they borrow a million bucks through the partnership and skip town, then you can be liable. The next option for a structure is a company. This structure is more expensive because you have to take into account setup costs, annual regulator fees and increased accounting expenses. That's because financial reports must be prepared as well as your annual tax return. A company pays a flat tax rate of 30% on all profits and is a legal entity in its own right. This structure separates the business assets and liabilities from a shareholder's personal assets. So if the business goes bust, shareholders are not expected to pay in cash to meet any company debts. But directors of the company may become personally liable for staff PAYG withholding tax payments and outstanding superannuation in some circumstances. Another possible advantage of a company structure is a perception of legitimacy in the business world, since some customers, suppliers and government departments prefer to deal with just companies. Then we have a discretionary trust. A discretionary trust has similar asset protection to a company, but has more flexibility What a company has. Trusts are not considered separate legal entities like a company, but the trustee, which can be an individual or a company, has control over the decision making. A trust doesn't pay tax in its own right, but instead distributes its profits to the beneficiaries of the trust who are taxed at their marginal tax rates. But tax office changes regarding distributions to minors, to kids, have reduced some of the previous benefits of a trust structure. So take this into account, but they still have their advantages. But again, make sure you talk to a good accountant or lawyer to get some specific advice. So... These are the four structures for you to consider. Now, let's talk in a bit more detail about running your business in each of these structures. Firstly, as a sole trader. As I said, it's the simplest form of business structure to set up and relatively inexpensive to start and maintain. Being a sole trader definitely has perks, but is it really right for your business? Consider the pros and cons of being a sole trader before making a final decision. The advantages, simplicity and control. Simplicity is the key trait and advantage of being a sole trader and is one of the reasons this structure is the most common choice for those starting a business. And as a sole trader, you maintain full control of the business. There's no need to discuss the dealings of the business with other people. You can make decisions quickly and provide to the needs of your customers. With business losses though, the income of the business is treated as the person's individual income. So you are solely responsible for any tax payable by the business. If the business makes a loss, the tax losses may be offset against other sources of income from the taxpayer. It's also easy to change. If you decide later to change the structure of your business to a company it'll be a lot less complicated than if you'd started as a company and then wanted to make the switch back to a sole trader you're also free from payroll tax and workers compensation as a sole trader you're not considered an employee of your business and are free of any obligation to pay payroll tax and workers' compensation on income you draw from the business. That is, of course, assuming you have no employees. Now, though, the disadvantages of being a sole trader. First up, it's the personal liability. Personal property and assets of the sole trader could be vulnerable for debts of the business and other liabilities in the event that the business can't pay back its creditors. And there's little opportunity for tax planning. Sole traders are not able to split the business profits or losses with family members and are personally liable to pay business tax on all income derived. And then there's the issue of access to capital. Sole traders don't usually have access to large amounts of capital, which could mean having to get larger bank loans. Another disadvantage is that profits are taxed at your marginal rate. When your business starts to make a profit, the business income will be added to your personal income. This could mean that tax is paid at a higher marginal rate when the combined income is over a certain amount. Remember for businesses, they pay tax at 30 or 27%. In terms of superannuation contributions, a sole trader's ability to claim a tax deduction for contributions to a superannuation fund is limited. So, being a sole trader is simple, it's inexpensive to run, but the business's assets, liabilities and income are all wrapped up in your own personal affairs. There's no distinction. Okay, now on to operating a business as a partnership. Operating as a partnership means running a business with one or more people as partners and receiving joint income. Should you choose to establish a partnership, you and your partners are personally responsible for the entire partnership's debts. Now, the advantages are the tax implications. A partnership is not a separate legal entity, doesn't pay income tax on income received by the partnership. Rather, each partner pays tax just on their share of the net partnership income. You also get a capital gains tax discount. Partners are eligible for the capital gains tax discount of 50% as they hold an interest in each partnership asset as an individual. And you share the burden. Partnerships share the workload, the losses, and the legal responsibilities are shared amongst all the partners. Again, like sole traders, it's simple. Partnerships are relatively simple and easy to run and are also less costly to establish than a company or a trust. And there's the issue of control. The partners own and operate the business, so this means they can make all the decisions. However, this control is sometimes difficult to manage because some decisions may require unanimous or joint consent of all the partners. Now, what about the disadvantages of a partnership? Like sole traders, liability is one of the biggest. As a partnership isn't a distinct legal entity, the partners have joint personal liability. This means if any of the partners don't have enough money or assets to pay their share of the debt, the other partners may be personally liable. There are also capital gains tax disadvantages. The law treats an individual partner's share in the partnership as representing a direct fractional interest in each and every asset of the partnership. So if you sell an asset, that becomes complicated tax-wise and you need good specific advice. There's also your asset exposure. Generally, there's no asset protection, meaning your personal assets may need to be used to repay the business's debts. So you've got your house on the line and all the other assets you own. In terms of tax, while the partnership doesn't pay business tax, it does have to lodge an annual partnership tax return to show all income the partnership earned and deductions it claimed for expenses incurred in carrying on the partnership business. And there's the matter of continuity of business. If there's a change in the membership of partners, this will usually alter the partnership agreement, unless the agreement stipulates otherwise. So it could affect the continuity of the business. For example, contracts made under a previous partnership agreement may not be valid under the new partnership arrangement and may need to be redone again. So like sole traders, partnerships are easy to run and not very expensive to run. But you're going into business with another equal partner and you are responsible for not only their decisions and behaviour, but also the debts they may incur. Now on to operating your business as a company. Being a company allows your business to operate as a separate legal entity that's capable of holding assets in its own name. The two main participants in a company are the shareholders. That's the owners who put up the capital into the business and the directors. Whether private or proprietary, companies can be limited by the number of shareholders they have and are restricted from selling shares to the general public. But there are lots of advantages. Firstly, they pay a flat tax rate. Companies are taxed at a flat rate of 30% which could save you money on tax. Let's say a sole trader and a company both made a net profit of $180,000 for the financial year. As a sole trader, your tax liability is about $54,500. Under a company, the tax liability is $54,000. That's 30% of $180,000. Therefore, if you think your business is going to make more than $180,000 in profit each financial year, you'll save a little more money on tax under a company structure rather than a sole trader or partnership structure. Another advantage is the limited liability. Shareholders in a company only have limited liability, meaning that if the company does not have enough money or assets to pay debts the shareholders will not be held personally liable for them. Also, only the company can be sued, not the shareholders. But, this is important, directors can be held personally liable for debts of the company. Being a company structure also means it's easier to raise capital. Access to bank credit is easier than other types of business organisations, that's because you have assets actually owned by the business that can be used as security against any loans. And ownership is easy to transfer. Companies have what's called a continuity of existence, which is independent of its owners. This makes the business easier to transfer and sell shares to new owners and hopefully make a profit on it. But Like every structure, apart from the advantages, there are some disadvantages. And with a company, it can be expensive. The cost of establishing a company is high, and the commercial cost of maintaining that corporate entity can also be very high. If the company should ever be wound up or dissolved, the cost of doing so is also expensive, not to mention complicated. And the complexity all round is a lot greater the reporting requirements for a company can be quite onerous and complex at times. Companies, for example, are governed by the Corporations Act. So there are strict rules with regards to how a company and its officers, its executives and shareholders should behave. And there's a higher level of reporting required. The business tax reporting requirements for companies are far greater than for sole traders and partnerships. Annual, and other financial returns need to be provided to the Australian Securities and Investments Commission, ASIC. And there's no 50% discount on capital gains tax on the sale of assets. It's also more difficult to access capital gains tax concessions on the sale of the business under this structure. And finally, the trust structure. The main benefit of a trust structure is that it provides flexibility. You see, a trust is basically an agreement or promise. A person or company agrees to hold assets for the benefit of another. The one who holds the assets is called the trustee. Those who benefit are called the beneficiaries. The basic function of a trust is to separate control And ownership. The result is that asset protection is possible and profits can be distributed in the most tax-effective way. The pros of a trust structure are, number one, it allows for assets to be accumulated and owned by the trust for the eventual benefit of beneficiaries whose individual names do not appear on the title. They can have simpler reporting requirements to authorities and still be eligible for discounts on capital gains taxes on the sale of a business. But there are some cons to trusts. Number one, beneficiaries don't have individual legal ownership of any assets and property held within the trust. You could also have to pay a family trust distributions tax. And finally, the tax office takes a very close interest in making sure they're run properly, so you've got to get it right. So as you can see, there are marked pros and cons with any structure. So there you go. There's quite a bit to consider when choosing a business structure, whether you want to be a sole trader, partnership, company, or discretionary trust. There are advantages and disadvantages with the lot, and every business is different. So it's really essential All business owners seek professional advice relating to their business prior to setting it up. Once your business structure is chosen, it can be very costly to undo, except if you start out as a sole trader. So I can't emphasize enough, you need to get the right legal and accounting advice. If you want to learn more, head to the Koshy's Business Builders website. There are plenty of articles and videos to help you build a successful business and choose that right structure. That's koshisbusinessbuilders.com.au. Good luck. And when you're ready to take the next step in building a successful small business, I'll be here waiting. Koshi's Guide to Starting Your Own Business was presented by David Kosh. Producer, Melody Ruiz. Executive Producer, Jennifer Goggin. Sound production by Darcy Thompson.